A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey y'all, it's Gravity and welcome back to the Blurdy Massacre podcast, your stop for all things black and nerdy. Today we're going to be focusing on the negative, but hey, it could always be worse, right? Mm. But before we tap in, let's intro our hosts. Bleatings the people there. This is Brother Ghoulish, um, host of Brother Ghoulish's Tomb, one millionth of uh, altar tapes. Um <laughs> and also have a book coming out in October slash November. Um, there's something wrong in Warrington County. Woo woo! Oh, oh. oh y'all gonna make me, y'all gonna make me cry like recess schools out just went on. No! <laughs> you Pisces! Um, <laughs> I am Sheree the Slayer. I am one half of A Nightmare on Fear Street. I am one one millionth of the altar tapes <laughs> as well. I also write for Dread Central and I have nothing coming out but possibly a nap um, in the next two hours or so. Yo. <laughs> Ma'am, please. I'm going to lay it down <laughs> on this pillow. Well, y'all sound kind of good, though. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> My album like, comes out later this year. Right, we're gonna drop that in January. Let Ryan have this moment. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am Miss Spooky NYC Zero Gravity, and by the time this reaches your ears, I will be in full Halloween swing behind the mic here in the city. Bow. But uh, spoilers, honey. Anyway. What's popping, guys? I, we got a lot on this list to cover. So let's see what's really going down in the hard <laughs> community right now. What's popping, y'all? Okay, first, I got a screener to see Barbarian. And that shit rocked me into next month. Holy shit. I want to see it so bad. I almost begged for a screener. But then I was like, I missed the deadline to beg for screeners. You can't pull if up the dates now. Begged, like, Give me. If you begged, I wouldn't even blame you. I, I, I didn't really hear anything about this movie. Um... But uh, I, I, you know, it landed in my inbox. And I think it was funny because the email invitation that I got was like, hey, Zero Gravity, you are invited to an intimate screening of Barbarian. And I'm like, intimate? Like, I don't know what that means, but I guess it just means because I was invited, sure. So I accept the tickets and uh, I, I go to the address on the day of, 
and I like pull up to a hotel. It's like a fancy ass hotel. And I'm like, uh, I walk inside. The, the, the bellhop is like, hey, you checking in? And I'm like, um, I think I'm here Am for I? a screening. Like, this is number 40, right? They're like, yeah. Oh, you're here for a screening. You're going to go all the way down this hallway, take the last elevator on your left, and go down into the screening room. So there's just secret screening room down oh. there, which I feel like is probably a fire hazard because they said that the one elevator was the only way down there. Yeah. No, no, no. Which, I don't know, but it was this tiny theater. I want to say like 17 to 22 people. That's it. So it was like dead ass intimate. And it was the greatest movie theater experience I've had in a long time. And it, mm. it was up there with my nope screening experience. This yes. movie was so fucking crazy. I Just to put it in perspective, I need a double feature with Barbarian and Malignant. Like those, th that's the <gasps> energy. Yes, Sheree, that's the energy that we have here. My and Gabriel baby. <laughs> for all my Gabriel stands, put this on your list. You better be at that theater September 9th. I'm telling you, it was crazy. Bitches were jumping up in the air. We were laughing. We were screaming. Like, remember those promos when Paranormal Activity came out and you would see yeah. like the, the people in the theater like reacting? It's like that kind of movie. Like, you're going to react. No acting necessary. It was good. Justin Long, yo, I missed him. Same. I missed him so much. Same. And he was exactly the character that we remember him as in, like, all his older, like, 2000s horror. But with a nice little twist. He's like, had this comedic element. He was just, he was I, it. I love that baby. And I'm sad that the movie people talk about from his resume is the one we don't need to talk about. Because he's done so much other stuff. He did Tusk. Let's talk about That's Tusk. I'm saying. Like, why are yeah. we talking about that movie who we do not name or mm -hmm. that we do not name when Tusk yeah, no. exists? Right. Come on now. Right. I don't think awesome. that movie is better than Tusk. The The Forbidden movie, it was a time, and I did enjoy the movie, but Tusk? Let's, let's talk about that instead. Like, Tusk fucked me up because I didn't know. I did not know. And so I went into it like, oh, he's a podcaster. That's relatable. Oh, That's relatable. oh, <laughs> oh. Oh no! <laughs> um, I wish I take notes because I don't know if I can watch it again. It was so fucking gross. <laughs> when I first saw, I couldn't tell that that was the boy from Sixth Sense. Also, is, is that his name? Oh yeah, Haley Osment was his friend. Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who has also grown up and is now playing some shady fucking characters? Yeah. I was like, your friend is going through it, and this is how you repay him. <laughs> I mean, but he was uh, stepping out on sis. I mean, yeah, but like, I feel like that don't got nothing to do with your friend. Your friend can't be like, I'm gonna do this problem by jumping into this. Uh, <laughs> like, as the friend, you're keeping your fucking pants, and you can tell he her if she you really some hurts you. Gay, some <laughs> 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 that was not the sixth sense he needed to be bringing her, and that's how. Okay. <laughs> I hope it's more than six. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Pay it forward, Brian. Pay it forward. <laughs> that movie did wreck me, though. And I hate of everyone course. that told me to go watch it because it, it's classic. It's iconic. I just, I hope that this is the episode that some, you know people randomly listen to people's shit? I hope this is the one that Joe Osmond's like, I haven't been checking this bloody massacre. And he rolls in, he's like, oh, oh, oh. oh well. Yo, you know what we could do for a mini massacre? 
We can have a Justin Long episode. Oh, I don't. I don't know if there's enough there to do a full episode, but at least a mini. I think we could do a Justin Long episode. Once you see a barbarian, we can make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are gonna love this shit. This might be a little crazy for you, Ryan. Really? Well, what did you think about *Malignant*? I loved it. Okay, never mind. You're gonna love it. Although I didn't know it was Giallo, if y'all remember. You be getting confused. Um, you you are the Gwyneth Paltrow of the group. You're like, I wasn't Spider-Man. Hold up. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I got to throw a flag on that place. This, how you not know? You, didn't you get the money? Like, did the money show up in your account? The director is right there with her in the kitchen. Be like, yes, you were. She's like, I wasn't Spider-Man. Yes, you were, Gwyneth. Remember when you were there and Tom Holland was there? And he said, I'm Spider-Man? That was a Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Hot um on the low. No, I I don't like celebrity couples, but I love that celebrity couple because he is so happy to be seen with Zendaya. He is like, she likes me, she responds to my phone calls, I'm winning. <laughs> I love when they'll be interviewing him on the red carpet and she arrives and you people start screaming and he'll like break his neck and forget he's been interviewed for his own movie. He's like, What's she wearing? <laughs> As you should. And I'm like, right, 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 right. <laughs> If I don't okay. get all that when I walk in the room, it's over. Listen, <laughs> I don't care if I am wearing my Mickey Mouse PJs and I'm braless. I'm supposed to be an event. What? <laughs> I don't care if I was just eating tuna and you can smell it. Guess what? <laughs> I can't oh smell it, though. And we and I in the same state. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Look at me now. That was so mean. <laughs> Look here, Miss Thing. Okay? <laughs> I saw what you put on it, Ryan. I know what you ate last summer. Like, I just... <laughs> Yes. Okay, y'all. New Hellraiser images. Yes. 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 That was a very horny day for me. Like, we... <laughs> I'm just, I wasn't I'm just expecting that description. No, I, was not I did. I did because I saw the tweet go up and I cackle and I was like, that's a zero. Yep. <laughs> there she go again. Horny on man. Fuck. Miss Clayton can get it though because she like... She can. She can. I thought like there are celebrities who just like evolve and it's just like everybody wants everybody wants and we'll figure it out later and she's one of them mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm really excited for jamie clayton yeah. in this role too and yeah. all these pictures actually made me angry because i was like okay just stop just give us the damn show i'm ready Listen. i'm ready no i was like she can get it <laughs> Wait, is it a show or a movie though because i know it's on hulu is it going to be a series or a movie she's I can't in remember. the movie and the other person has the show i'm like 99 okay. sure Perfect. Okay. Yeah, just give and it to us. And they're both on Hulu? I don't think so. The right? show keeps disappearing. I, for all I know, it's going to happen in my apartment. Like, it keeps taking <laughs> it off the table. <laughs> they're just going to show up and start, start recording. Like, but she will not be in the show. Correct. I don't, as far as I know, she won't. There's a different pinhead for that one. But also, people had a lot of time this like pandemic, so there might be some, like, let's fuck with some minds. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm never going to complain about more J.B. Clayton. I will never be like, oh, no, that's too much of her. I'm gonna be like, gimme, give gimme give more. Gimme, give gimme give more. Gimme, give gimme give more. It's Jamie, bitch. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, I think that like there has not been a lot of marketing for Hellraiser um until those photos dropped. And then the photos dropped, and then I reminded 
I was reminded that October is like basically tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we're going to get this movie really soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the whole nine. I'm very excited and horny for this movie. I feel like all the things that get us all talking never get the promotion. Because remember Candyman? It was like, yeah. we talked about that. What happened to it? And then like the week before it came out, it was like, hi, here's a trailer. And like, excuse you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're always like, where's that movie we were excited about? And if nobody does that, we forget. Like, I still haven't seen that one movie with the three, no, the two black girls who were doing like magical shit and taking down some big bad. I saw a trailer and then it never happened. And then it was on HBO or something randomly. I'm like, is that the movie I think it is? I and then no it was gone again. Yeah, I'm not sure which one you're talking about. Because you're not talking about two witches. You're not talking about that, right? It was something like four or five years ago, maybe. Oh, oh, okay. Because I was like, this looks good. <clears throat> and then I never heard about it again. And then I was like up late one night looking for something quick. Like, oh, is this what I think it is? And it was like, yeah. And I came mm. back to watch it and it was gone again. Um, mm. Shenanigans. My version of that was, because I know y'all heard that they were um, redoing people under the stairs and Jordan Peele oh. was involved with the project and all I this. I did not hear that. It literally just vanished. Like, it's like, and there's still articles out there, but like, you don't hear anything about it. It's strange. It's weird. It's like the Lost Boys. It keeps coming and going. Like, somebody's going to reboot it. Somebody's going to reimagine it. There's a movie. There's a movie and a cast. Then it goes away. And then it comes back like a boomerang. And I'm like, stop talking about it and be about it. Yes. As the pussycat doll said, you keep saying you're going to do something, but I ain't seen nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, loose up them buttons. What? <laughs> I think this, this is how I feel yes. with the new um, the Alien series. Oh, yeah. Like, where 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 is the information? I don't know. I didn't know there was going to be a series, by the way. See, my point? Exactly. I Everybody heard, should know this. I heard a whisper, like a legitimate yeah. whisper. Like, <laughs> I, I turned around like, did I hear something? No, it was the voices. <laughs> Maybe I didn't. I guess not. No, it's like the flavor in LaCroix. It's like, you, you, yeah. <laughs> it was there, but it wasn't. Is it real? Is it not? I don't know. What? <laughs> oh my God. Um, okay, here, here's something that I was very pleased to read on Fangoria. Uh, an article dropped. Jordan Peele suggests Nope might be getting a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't one of the smart people on the internet who got this, but it was cool to see in the trailer, there was a character, um, who was thrown in there. And then that, that clip was never shown in, in the final cut. Um, and I, I believe the quote was, um, like, we're not, oh, here it is quote. The story of that character has yet to be told. I can tell you that, which is another frustrating way of saying, I'm glad people are paying attention. I do think they will get more answers on some of these things in the future. We're not overtelling these stories. Uh, Yeah, we're not overtelling these stories, which I think is great because when we recorded our no episode, we talked about how there's there's more here that needs to be yeah. uncovered, not from like a plot standpoint, but from like a character thoroughness standpoint. Yes. So I think it's safe to say that Blurdy Massacre called it first. Oh, right, right. We scooped everybody. Um, mm-hmm. If Mikey Powell want to go ahead and have us in there for Nope 2, we're, we're available. We can make our schedules available. Yeah. Just let we're us flexible. know, Jordan. We're really yeah. busy, but we're flexible. Right, like I can clear a couple days, it's fine. Um, can we have Steven come back I feel like we're not done with that character either I mean 
you know what? And I was about to, I was about to get into a serious thing, and I'm like, the harem. <laughs> no, I just want to meet my husband real quick. Um, that's fine. That's fine. I have other husbands. If we can't get Steven specifically back, I have other husbands. I can send you a picture book. <laughs> a picture book. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Like, because I mean, if because I know like it, it's tricky. Like, I know he has to go through like a lot. It may not be like immediately next or something like this. But whenever it happens, I'm gonna be right there because Absolutely. I mean we went into it like like y'all said like Jupe that character like we didn't really get to see in between like between like the Gordy incident and then where he ended up we mm-hmm. didn't really get I didn't know about that character that y'all were talking about in the commercial that got cut mm-hmm. so that's fascinating but then there's also that director's cut that we talked about that's like three right. hours and forty five there's enough there's enough there. Mm. I'm gonna strap on an adult diaper and I'm gonna do it because you know what I'm not gonna do <laughs> miss any of this nope. <laughs> And you know what? I'm not going to do sit next to you when you do that in the damn Because <laughs> I can't take that, baby. No, I might be like, let me get my flowy dress on so nobody knows. No. <laughs> I'm not convinced that the only other woman who was in the theater with me and Amelia when we saw the invitation wasn't doing something like that. Because she was in the theater when we came in and she stayed in that motherfucker when we left and she was under this deep ass quilt. And if you looked at her, she looked back at you like, what? And I'm like, I, I don't find the quilt strange. Where is all this energy coming from? And so I'm like, no, she, she back there doing something. She gotta be. She's I find the quilt special. strange. When there's a quilt, there's something happening. And... Yo, is that your rule of thumb? Yeah. If there is a quilt, something is happening underneath it. Show oh, it hands. Who's taking a quilt to a theater? Show hands. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause like y'all ain't doing nothing that we need to like be investigating. When a quilt comes out, somebody doing something. And I don't know what she was doing, and I don't know what kind of thing she's into. But maybe that's her thing. It's after the theaters. But like that was kind of empty. Let me get my quilt out and be suspect back here, and nobody will know. Some people like doing things in public. I'm not here to shame that's nobody. That's all. <laughs> I'm saying the same thing. Look, I'm with Listen, you. If she goes to PG-13 horror by herself on her blanket, that's mm-hmm. her own. Bag of PG thirteen. Then PG thirteen. Yeah, what it's PG thirteen, but I hear it's like ready or not, so I'm gonna be about it. Uh, I'm I might go see it at the theater, the cheap one that's like just like five dollar Tuesdays, but like they do late shows now. We're talking talking about the new invitation. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is recent. Yeah. 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 This was like yesterday. That's why Ryan's (laughs) scarred. It's fresh. (laughs) <laughs> this is happening right now. She's behind me in the theater as we're speaking. No! <laughs> Can she hear us? Uh, let me look. Yeah, she's still glaring at me. Yeah. yeah. That usher is like, I'm not cleaning that seat. I'm going to the other theater. Uh-oh. She's on her third screening of the invitation. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I look back at the end of the film. She's smoking a cigarette. No! Ew. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. <laughs> Call me Evie. <laughs> Call me Evie. <laughs> oh my God. What were we talking about? Oh, that's why Jordan Pill. <laughs> we moving on. What's next, Sheree? Opposite the one Jordan Pill listens to. Like, <laughs> it's gonna make me like, oh, there's no pers- oh, oh, oh. oh. Well, well. That's how everybody who's famous listens to our episode. Cause like, I'm a Kai's buddy mess. Oh, oh, oh. Well, oh. Well. Pussy, what? <laughs> 
<laughs> How do we sync up? That's creepy. I'm about to say it would be the episode where we said pussy like a hundred times. Pussy yeah. died. Pussy died. <laughs> <laughs> the pussy sewed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, we'd have to talk about teeth in that one if we do. Oh, God. Yes. Listen. Yes. Listen. That might be an episode coming up. I mean, let's just go ahead and make sure we never get a sponsor. <laughs> you know, we're already here. Let's, We've let's already a ruined our chances. <laughs> People are like, oh, no. I'll listen to this in just a month, but I'm not going to give it money. <laughs> Look, if, they, if, if, that's a, if that's a tea... I don't know how they made it 20-something episodes. And in the keywords, I feel like some of those were smut-based, okay? Listen. We need listen. to update the keywords season two. That's what we're going to do. We're we going to update the keywords. Yeah. I got new words and new names. <laughs> new words and new names. <laughs> Not whole-ass phrases, but, but whole but lovely going to be on there? Or no, y'all? Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to put on a blonde wig and be like, call me Sabrina Spellman. I'm like, I'll book of names. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was tight. I do sound effects now. I'm hiring me. Um, I <laughs> my bit of news is that like while we say fuck award shows because y'all did Michaela Cole dirty on top of other PLCs, always forever, always forever. Um, however, the Emmys last night um did give Abbott Elementary an award for outstanding casting in a comedy series. I feel like some of the other awards could have been given to them too. But you know what? It takes people a while to stop being racist, apparently. Um, we need a few million years. Um, <laughs> and while we're talking about other things we love on this show or talk about a lot on this show, um, genre doesn't normally do well at the Emmys, but Stranger Things ran out with five of those bastards. Uh, keeping it quick, outstanding prosthetic makeup and outstanding music supervision for Dear Billy. If y'all seen the Vecnissi, deserved. Who else is doing yes. that? I think it's interesting. Outstanding music supervision. Yes. That I love that category. I never heard of that, like, you know, as something that would be deserving of an award, but that's that's facts. Especially because it's music supervisor snapped this season. Mm -hmm. Like we are still talking about running up that hill. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and dance to it when I make up my little (laughs) rip. And they also made Journey a moment because we've all heard Journey because we listened to a lot of like horror and all this other stuff when we were just kids in the 90s. But like for you to find a version of a Journey song and put it on while they're heading into their impending minutes. And I'm just like, oh, it's about to get fucking real. For Journey? What Journey song? Separate Ways. Oh, when they're, I don't when they're in the journey. camper, sure. Yeah, when they're fucking, I'm sorry, they're fucking in the camper. Um, when they're in the camper, <laughs> heading towards like the house, drop off, a uh, Max and them. Like mm-hmm. they start it, and I'm like, that's Journey. This is tense. Why is Journey tense? Oh no. Why is Journey tense? Right, because Journey's normally like I'm a roller skate and see some men in like uh, some onesies wrestle. It's not like <laughs> oh fuck, it's real. What? <laughs> but I was like, they snapped. Um. But like that and sound editing, outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series were given to Stranger Things for Chapter 7, The Massacre at Hawkins Lab. And of course, outstanding stunt coordination for a drama series, limited or anthology series. Which, I mean, if you watch those kids get lifted up and snapped, crackled and popped, yeah. Tight. Yeah. Very tight. So yay, genre shows for winning stuff. Yeah. Um, wherever my husbands go, gold falls. Like I just... <laughs> I'm here for is it. that the way that you've conditioned them in your harem? I have. I this have. is starting to sound a lot more like a cult than a harem to me. So Jared Leto can have one. Listen, nobody canceled him. Why is my cult different? 
just because I'm not like picking up women? Is that that's sexist? <laughs> it's giving sexist. It is. Let me and my men go. Um, <laughs> while we're talking about me and my men's, I have a little bit of like dirt because um, Doja Cat has come up in some of our episodes recently. If you listen to us regularly. And I found this cute little factoid that Yahoo estimated Doja Cat lost 200,000 Instagram followers the week after calling Noah a weasel. Really? Yeah. I wanted to mention that because, like, we were not the only ones upset by that, apparently. 200,000? Yeah. I'm busting my ass for barely 10 and keeping it. I can't find her to people who know how to say my name. And she has <laughs> 200,000. <laughs> and change because she lost 200,000. So, you know, there's still a bunch out there. Wow. Yeah. That's a fact. That makes me feel small as fuck. Right? Child, tell me about it. I had 200 anything followers. I would not be fucking with children DMs. Um, I'd pull it up straight to the man. Like I have been saying from the beginning, they'd be like, hi, I am impressive. <laughs> can you handle me? Beyonce. <laughs> I don't think you can handle this. I'm just. <laughs> that is a lot. Apparently, people were like, um, we should leave the babies out of this also. Is you a little old to be calling or comparing I mean, to I a weasel? I feel that. I, I do feel that, but like, I don't know. That's just a very shocking fact, but also like not so shocking. How she many pr- followers does this hoe have? Let me Listen, check. Listen, she probably got millions. Yeah. She, she Some male. Right? So you probably even noticed that we're gone. That was just Yahoo just looking for more stuff to put up there. For real. To put up <laughs> okay, 5.4 mil. She didn't even feel that. No, nah, that was just like a small mosquito bite, right? She's like, I'm gonna shave my eyebrows next, we can get them right back. Oh, wait, I, okay, so I'm on Doji Cat's Twitter right now. Let's let's just do this. Uh, she posted a poll an hour ago mm-hmm. best Halloween movie poll Coraline, Hocus Pocus, Nightmare Before Christmas, or Creamy Holes. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, Doja. This is a cry for help, everyone. I just need I just need her to love herself. Um, because I'm rooting for her. Now that my husband's at home, I don't really care um, what they almost could have had. Um, <laughs> but I'm rooting for her. Yeah, no. I am I'm, I'm rooting for her too. But man, okay, it's so been I'm it's, vote it's for been creamy holes. Yes. Oh, I mean, unless we're talking about Krispy Kreme, um, yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> creamy holes. Vote for Blurdy too. Vote for Blurdy too. Creamy holes. Blurdy too. <laughs> um, but also Doja Cat, I'm disappointed because none of these are the best Halloween movie. Sorry. I mean, I'm like Coraline is good any time of the year. Yes. I would say we could invite her on, but I no, don't think we that we can. No, because then oh. she's going to probably say some crazy shit, and then we're going to have to defend it, because it's wanna, our podcast. She'll want to fight, because of what we've been saying about her. Like, her and Beloved Belovely can never be on here. Those two are forever banned from the Bloody... Those are the two people banned from Bloody Massacre, because they would come in just to start shit. It'd be like Jerry Springer. Be- <laughs> the way it would break my heart, I would literally be straight, like, crying and smiling like Georgina and get out. Like while she's destroying my love for her, because <laughs> you know she's my problematic fave, and I'm like, stop, please. I need like, to I know. I heard you talking shit. I heard you talking shit. Like, <laughs> I've been on you since move. Don't do this to me. No, I feel like 
I mean, we have a lot of people, we have a lot of energy on this show anyway, so we can't have a whole lot of guests. But those are two that we just cannot have. Um, yeah. um, I feel like once they come up negatively a couple times, like Timmy Burton can't be on here. He wouldn't because we black Burton people. Here. He can't see us because we're black, so he wouldn't. But if he <laughs> were to be on here, it'd be awkward. He's like, I can't see the host. Who's talking to me? <laughs> we out here, John Cena. That's messed up. <laughs> Not John Cena. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, like Stephen King probably don't want a part of this. Oh. <laughs> Uncle Stephen. We could have Uncle Stephen one too many times. Right? Like, he can feel it now. He's like, they recording today. I hate Mondays. <laughs> he gets a little tingle. <laughs> his spidey senses. <laughs> or I guess in his case, it'd be like his magical Negro senses. Yo, you're being mean now. You're mean today. What is it with you? <laughs> Destroying the girls. I only speak in strays. Like, <laughs> sure, I woke up early this morning. Yes, I mean. <laughs> right? Yeah. I had some fiber in my cereal. I took a walk. <laughs> I had some activity. <laughs> ah, so this is Jamie Lee Curtis's fault. Ah, yes. Activia. I'm mad that Jamie Lee Curtis is officially the face of Activia because, like, as soon as you said it, that's also who came to mind for me. Yo, tell me how. So the second, I think I, I think I told you guys the story. I don't know, but we, I didn't tell my listeners the story. But uh, the second time I went to see Nope, I brought my younger sister. She's 20, and uh, we're sitting in the theater, and uh, they're doing the previews before the movie starts, and there's the preview for Halloween ends. And my sister looks at me and she's like, is that the Activia lady? And I'm like, oh, oh, watching my church pearls, the Activia lady. I cannot, I cannot. I'm laughing, but that's going to get money. If Activia is listening, we do need sponsors <laughs> and we keep burning bridges. Absolutely. So listen, I would love that Activia sponsorship. Listen, that's I, will, brand. I will have a cup of Activia everywhere I go. And they'd be like, um, ma'am. <laughs> You were, you were just in a car crash. You are in the ER. It's like, don't let them not see me holding this, though. Hey. <laughs> Look, let's give them a taste of what they're missing. <clears throat> this episode has been brought to you by Activia. Because the only thing more frightening than horror is not being regular. See that? Right there, baby. Write it up. Write it up. <laughs> you can email us at blurrymassacre at gmail.com. We are waiting. Me wearing the outfit I was going to dance to run up that heel behind Ryan as Ryan does it. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> Is that still the charm or no? It better be. <laughs> they can't change it. Activia. What's your favorite Activia flavor? Next bloody mini massacre. <laughs> Oh, the way they would get us out of here, they would be like, it's one thing that to be to get the ad, like get your coins, but really. <laughs> Our listeners would be like, I used to like it, but now they talk about Activia. No, um, it's not really weird. That. You will not disrespect Jamie Lee Curtis this way. Listen. Sit down and eat your Activia. We love her. We do decide. We read the girls out of love. It's it's like RuPaul's Drag Race of or Paris' Burden. <laughs> She is an auntie, and we had to disinvite her from the cookout this year. But still, like her resume is her resume. What's tea, Sheree? Break the hold up. Break the receipts out. Hold up. I'm you ready. You have put that in the group chat at least twice. Um, Wait, her, have I? 
at least twice. Cause like when she was when she was doing Knives Out, um, she approached her co-star who was Cuban as if she was like a basic bitch who's never done anything before and couldn't speak English. Remember? Oh, the the lead. Yeah, who the one who's playing Marilyn Monroe right now in Blonde? Damn. I just forgot her name. Um, let me pull it up so I can get, like get the things. That's no, I didn't need this news today. I thought I told both of y'all because I, I you, was pro- you probably did. Oh, Everything's running together on me lately. Yeah. I'm not going. <laughs> Anna de Armas, um, Jamie Lee told this story because Blonde was coming out, and Jamie Lee loves to be like somebody I know is doing something. So let me talk about it. Yeah, and told this cute little racist white woman story about how she was trying to like speak to her this way because she didn't think she speak English. It was her first job. Oh, and no, meanwhile, English. this bitch was like, I've been working for decades. Um, I speak English very well. I'm Cuban. You know, that's not. <laughs> I don't know what you think Cuba is, Auntie Jamie, but mm. and she and Jamie didn't tell it as if like uh I was problematic and I was out of pocket and I, I needed to do better. But it was mm-hmm. like oh, you know how it is when you see someone. I'm so embarrassed. And I was like, you deserve that bad wig, and I hope the Iron Lady falls on you. <laughs> not the Iron Look, Lady. <laughs> people already saying that if she's not in Halloween ends, they don't want it. I- <laughs> I mean, I feel that though. That was like the only redeeming thing about Halloween Kills for me was that bitch in the back holding the hot iron. I'm coming for her and Michael Myers. And if they ain't there ready to rumble, what we doing? I actually, I want a one-on-one. I want a yeah. face-off. Right? Because like, what happens if you get an ascension cord? Like, is she going to be with a cold iron? <laughs> hey, that shit is heavy. The iron plus the confidence in her spine, Michael don't want it. Like she, she definitely, she grew up around us. Look, she know what's up. (laughs) They're calling her the Iron Maiden, I think, on TikTok right now. Oh my god, I love that. (laughs) This is not this bitch's first time dealing with a problem with an iron, because she was like, "What's happening?" Michael said, "What? Let's go." (laughs) There's nothing that she can't iron out. No. Hey, I like that though. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Can she get a spinoff? And can the killer who she's facing off against in the spinoff after Michael Myers is gone be played by the dude who plays Machete? Yes! <laughs> what I want is like an old school arcade game with like all the like big bads from all the 80s like horror movies like Freddy right. and Jason and Leatherface and this bitch is running through him with an iron and that's what we play him. Uh-huh. And she's like, pop, pop, get it. Uh, uh. And Jason's like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> and it's like, finish him. She's like, uh, uh, sizzle, sizzle, starch. Look. <laughs> sizzle, sizzle, starch. Sizzle, sizzle, starch. <laughs> That's what I want. I don't know if any of the game people are listening, but if y'all can make that real quick, I would play it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to call up Dread XP. Yeah. I'll be like, look, I got an idea for a game. It's right. Or, uh, uh, Guns got some licensing because they they're doing the Texas Chainsaw game that's about oh. to come out. So you know, you know, since you got the rights, since you got the permissions, maybe. Yeah. Did they say if it's going to be set up like multiplayer, the Texas Chainsaw, like where you can play with your friends, or what's it giving? I believe it's going to be like um one versus team. Okay. Like a Dead by Daylight or um format or like an Evil Dead game format. Nice. I love I Dead by Daylight. Maybe Frank 15 also get one because um, that person has been super active. Sean Cunningham was like, y'all get new shit. And it's like messaging people on Instagram. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You should write a script first. Like, no, I waited too long. Ooh, wait, we missed. Uh, um, okay, well, before we move on, last thing before you introduce the topic, Sheree. Mm-hmm. New Line Cinema. Y'all see the picture that they posted a couple of days ago? Mm-hmm. I didn't. 
Uh, oh, all right. So New Line Cinema posted a picture on their Instagram, and it's like a screenshot, and they have a notification from Instagram, and it says, you know, to the New Line Cinema Instagram account, Jason Voorhees wants to send you a message. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm I live. Living. Oh, yeah. I was living. Oh I shared it on my story. I'm like, boy, if you don't get out my phone, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> I think that's why it's hard because you because you posted that has to be why yeah mm-hmm. I live I mean I'm I, here for it I'm gonna pull up and watch it for whenever it does come but this this moment was coming I mean there's I also love that it's with New Line Cinema because that's the house that Freddie built um and I don't I don't want any more Freddie versus Jason but I do love that it's in the house that Freddie built um mm-hmm. it just feels like it, it's coming to the right home. Mm-hmm. I'm mean, like, sure. I'll take another one. I'm still scarred from the last one. Um, I'm gonna watch it if it happens, but I don't want to. Like, it's one of those things, like, save me for myself. It's like, if you see me at a buffet and I've been there for a couple hours, you need to just be like, Sheree. You've had enough we, of cutting you off. Let's use our words and have no more dumplings. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Um, I'm mad at it. I'm not. I I but it also many- didn't break the internet like I thought it was going to. I think as again, people keep doing these circles and cycles with stuff. And so it's like, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And then there's like crickets for years. And mm-hmm. it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And so I think people don't wanna get hurt again. They're like, I've been hurt three times by this franchise sure. this last decade. I believe at this point we can we can believe it when we see it. You know, when, yeah. when my ass is in the theater under a blanket. Oh, <laughs> oh well. Under a quilt, I'll be like, "Don't worry about it. Nothing weird over here." Oh, <laughs> what's the topic poor? today? <laughs> the topic is quilts and PG thirteen vampires. Ma'am, that's a whole subgenre. Netflix need to get into. That's Look, Netflix and chill. Um, <laughs> I'm disgusted in ourselves. Where? What are we done? Netflix and chill by yourself. Um. The intro to the topic. <laughs> Today's topic is at least she's not a maid because we know in the horror genre, if she's a black woman over 25, she's probably a maid. So we're celebrating movies in which we can't say that. It's not true. None of these were maids in this movie. Were they maids everywhere else in their career? Probably, yes, and sadly, yeah. and that's Hollywood. But not in these movies we're going to talk about today. Get it. Get into it. <laughs> Get into it, yeah. So for the real talk, did Zero watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Because we've been waiting. We've been waiting. <laughs> Zero did watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, I saw it finally for like the $3 cinema day. Mm-hmm. Um, first, let me say that every movie theater in the city on Saturday had at least three cops in, in, the, in, the, in the theater. Damn. Like, okay, we get it. We, we get it and i'm i am being so dead ass i went to a theater in a financial district uh but i saw a homie on the train who was going to the sinopolis on 22nd or 23rd street every every theater had a police presence which i'm like okay anyway um i like the movie um here's the official spoiler warning all right people beep you've been warned um, I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. I liked it a lot. Um, I was expecting a whodunit, which is exactly what it was. 
um, Pete Davidson is really fucking annoying. That, I uh uh-uh. I hate Pete Davidson, and this was the best use of Pete Davidson because normally when I see him, I just leave. But I'm like, he's playing himself. And so they're making it work because like- That's gonna, what it was for me. Because yeah. it, I just felt like, I mean, I don't, I don't know him personally or anything, but I felt like he was just playing himself and I hated his character. Yeah. No, he was playing himself with some covered up tattoos. That was it. You covered up his tattoos. Yeah, I noticed that. Oh. How do they do that in the pool? Because the first scene, he's like in the pool. That was some shout out to the makeup artists. There was an article. I just didn't click it because of Pete Davidson. I'm like, if it's not in the movie, I don't really care. Um, but they talked about it. And the makeup team deserves some awards because, oh. like, I was there for everybody else but Pete. But they're like, oh no, it's funny when he plays himself. And I think more people who annoy me should play themselves in a way that lets me understand that they know that they're Love annoying. That. Yeah, I think that's great. But luckily. We already gave the spoiler warning, so he was the first to die. So like, <laughs> as soon as I was like at my limit, he was dead. So it was fine. And they then knew. I could enjoy the rest of the movie. I thought it was like very ironic in a great way. Right. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't I feel like these these girls maybe could be like somewhere between like 20 and 25. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like I know these girls. Mm-hmm. Just like we all know people like that yeah in living in uh joe biden's america 2022 like we we all know these people oh yeah um, influencers to the left of us influencers to the right of us <laughs> yeah and yeah i thought it was great and also like i mean dramatic obviously because it's a fucking movie but like not that dramatic like i get it i could see something like this happening in like a freak accident and i think that's really cool I also really fucking love that Lee Pace gets to play a himbo because we don't have enough himbos that are funny um, in the genre. I think it's like him and Chris Hemsworth and that Ghostbusters that people pissed on. Um, mm. I want more. I want more hot talented men playing himbos because, like, I've been watching Lee Pace since I was a baby, um, and like I've always had a crush on him. And now people are discovering him. I introduced one of our friends to his pictures because she was not living right. Um, <laughs> I was like, you need this. And people are like, well, you know he's gay, right? And I'm like, I can't and? touch most art. So, like, <laughs> what does it matter? I've always known. I knew before he told Twitter. Cause, like, Is that he supposed was, to disgust you? Right? He was tall. Oh, never he was mind. Literate, he was talented. He is not here for women, obviously. So, you late, Judith. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> what else was I going to say about this movie? Um Where were Amanda Stanberg's boobs? Like, I was promised boobs in that shitty comment from the journalist and i and i'm i'm here for boobs personally as a bisexual woman i i'm here i'm here and with open arms but there was no boobs so what the fuck was you talking about girl when lena said that i was like did you see a different cut because like i wore something more low cut to the movie than i saw in the movie yeah there was a lot of kissing which was like cute i like that but you want to make a comment about women's bodies I, I, At least I'm be accurate. Jealousy here, like mm, okay, you're looking. Mm-hmm. You are the one who is looking disrespectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Um, the white girl was my favorite. She was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Wait, which which white girl? Are you talking about um the, the one with the glow sticks on? Wait, sorry, y'all said at the same time. Which one? The one with the glow sticks on. The okay. Jewish girl. It was, oh, that um, one. Okay. I am. Cool. I am. Uh, sorry, that was an assumption, but. 
growing up in New York City, she reminds me of a lot of Jewish girls who live in the city. Uh, just like the wittiness and the quickness. And she was just great. She was so good. She was so good. She was my favorite by far. Clearly, clearly she was one of the girls who was an actor. Like she wasn't one of the influencers yeah. who were cast. She was definitely an actor. Because, oh my God, every time, like every line just like hit with her. She was so great. So great. I hope to see her in, in more horror going forward. I hope yeah. that she becomes a bad bitch loading in our genre. Because I, I was a fan. I would put all of them in the bad bitch loading category. Um, I would respectfully, because like I, I didn't have an issue with anybody in the cast, especially once we killed Pete Davidson. I was yeah, like, okay, we're here for it. It's good. Yeah, uh, and even Pete Davidson, like it was, uh, it was appropriate for the movie because you're supposed to feel this way, but we just know because he's all over the news that I, this could potentially be canon. So like, good, it was just enough, and then you're out of here now. Great, and I, I, I like the how they handled was great those too. Characters. I thought the I like, was great. I like. I, like I, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Um, which is wild because I was. I always ruined shit for myself, and I was like, I. I don't know who would have killed him. I don't believe any of them killed him. I'm so confused. I'm gonna be shook. And they was like, because he killed himself, bitch. Like, ah! I love a good twist. <laughs> I love a good twist. I was thinking that it was this mysterious Max the whole time, who was never in the movie until the very end. Because that's you know process of elimination, but this this was a good who done it, good who done it. I like that. I feel like it's probably my favorite who done it of the year. If we remove Scream Five from the table, because that's a meta Scream situation on top of being a who done it. It's too many. It's too many things in that like Rubik's cube. So mm -hmm. center over there. Just be like, here's the who done it. What other who done it did we get this year besides Scream? <laughs> I know I've seen so much shit. I don't always review it, and so I just miss it. Um, we've done an episode. That would be fun. Oh yes. When uh, the next uh, Knives Out comes. Oh yes. I'm yes. really excited for that. And it's gonna hit streamers, so we can like watch it together and then record. Ooh. Okay, I'm down. All right. Yeah, let's do um, it. Let's talk about our topic today. At least she's not a maid. A what do we sermon. start with? Let's start with Ma, because clearly Ma was not a perfect movie. However, <laughs> however, some of us have watched Octavia play maids um, for a long time, for a very mm -hmm. long time. So I know I went and gave it some money, and I watched it a couple times on a streamer just to be like, she's not a maid, and so I'm living. Yeah, I for for all of for any of Ma's misgivings, it was definitely a good ass time. And like um I want a sequel because it, it feels like with that that fake out ending, they they could easily bring her back. I even there was like a cut scene that even goes like a little bit further where she's like stalking around like the what is that thing called where they where they keep pets, the kennel, whatever. Oh, yeah. The place where she walk uh, worked at. She didn't have a quilt. Um so I'm pretty sure that's not going to go into territory <laughs> that we're not prepared for. So I'm ready. <laughs> I think had she gotten a quilt, she would have done less mayhem to this town because she got a pocket real fast. And she probably would have pulled some skin and put that on there, and then it would have been a different type of movie. Because she was when she snapped, she didn't snap back. Like yeah. she, she. I mean, I think we talked about Ma a little bit on a previous episode, but she's like, I'm gonna do all this torture and shit to everybody, and then you, I'm gonna paint your face white. I'm like the hate crime. The hate crime. <laughs> I was with her when she ran over that one white woman. I was like, yeah, get it. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was like. But we can't we can't enact hate crimes on the other black person in town. We gotta draw a line, mom. 
Um, but you're right. When she snapped, she fucking snapped. She was like that hair tie on wash day. You ain't getting her back. Oh, yeah. It's no. done. That's it. <laughs> That's good. I don't know what, what how likely it is that we will get a Ma sequel. Because I feel like there's not counting the people in the stream yard room right now. There might be a good five to seven of us rooting to see her again. But this had so much fucking potential. Right. I wanted a a vicious serial killer and not just like some pathetic lady who was struggling with you know her I- identity, I guess, since and high trauma-based school. shit again. I'm tired of it being yeah. trauma-based. And this Let this it- was the pinnacle for me of at least she's not a maid. Because <laughs> it was only a, a couple degrees removed for me. Cause you know, we finally get a badass black woman killer and she's pathetic right <laughs> right how hard would it have been to have octavia wear sexy outfits and slay bitches as opposed to being like i got some trauma and i i serve this vet at this kennel mm-hmm. and i just want these kids of my bullies to hang out with me that was depressing and i was like i want you to be fierce octavia why would i let you be fierce She's like i don't know bitch what <laughs> hmm. that was our twitter exchange that never happened <laughs> In my head. I think so many movies fit into this category for me just because and when I was like preparing for this episode I'm thinking about characters that like didn't really hit they're like like here's the finish line right mm-hmm. here's the imaginary finish line and yeah. you just happen to like trip and fall right yes. before crossing the finish line yes. so close but because you know this one thing happened it kind of sits you back and the only thing that you could compare it to was well at least she's not a maid literally this list is we asked for the bare minimum and they were like okay <laughs> yeah. else. oh like, bare minimum copy got copy. you um yeah it's, it's very mm-hmm. much that it's that gif of bart simpson picking up the cake saying you tried and throwing it away Yo, yes. Yes. I mean, it's definitely why I put Spell on the list because of what y'all are describing. Because I was excited for it. I mean, Omari Hardwick. I mean, y'all could have just did a 60-minute movie of him under a waterfall, and (laughs) I would have been fine. But somehow they just kind of... It's like y'all said, here's the finish line, and here's you face-planting. And, I mean, you're not a maid, you know, but she was wearing an apron. It's a lot going on with that movie, Spell. I love Loretta Divine, but this genre treats her like shit every time she talks to us. And so yeah. she's also talking to us one day. She really is. Because th- she did this. She did both those first two Urban Legends. Um, she did Supernatural when they first started, and they let her go. And then they brought her back years later, like over a decade later, just to kill her. And I'm like, really? You can just let her be free? Um, and also the wigs for her Supernatural episodes. Uh, Crimes. Lord. Crimes. Lord. And so I would love her, and I want her in the genre, but the genre does not deserve her. I agree. I agree. And she has it. Like, she can bring us, like, can, couldn't y'all imagine her being, like, this arcane woman in the craft that they're trying to have her do and spell, but not fall victim to the same way that they had her portrayed? Like, just a badass, just full-length yes. gown decked in crystals. Child, give it to me. Yes. Mm, like, yeah. why couldn't she have done Witches of Eastwick instead of Anne Hathaway? <gasps> Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Ooh. I would have watched that. Yeah. I would have watched it. Love that. 
Yeah. What I also hate about Spell is that it's basically misery, but with black people. And mm. and the first time I watched it, because I was just like, black people in the genre, and there's no slavery, because antebellum just happened, and I refused to see it. I mm-hmm. see you. <laughs> um, and I was like, black people in the genre. Yes, yes. And I watched it again, like, oh, okay, is she shaky? And I watched it for a third time, like, oh, no, this is really bad. But I was excited. because You got through this movie three times? I had to, because I knew I was gassing it up too much in my head. So I was like, I got to go back, mm-hmm. and so I'm not out here standing something. <laughs> you um, said, let me humble myself. <laughs> <laughs> it happens all the fucking time, because, like, we, we don't get things. And that's why people feel they have to, like, hold on to them. Like, I have friends in other communities, and when something comes out that they hate, but it's in that community, they're like, I got to say nice things about it, but you don't. Like, but if I don't, then people will think that it's trash. They won't watch it. We need them to watch it so we get more, hmm. which is, I mean, I don't want to reopen up they slash them, but I feel like some of the people who are trying to find nice things to say about it are just like, I just don't have any representation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to hold on to this. The pronoun movie. Yeah. And it the, makes me feel bad. The thing about Spell, and I've said this before, I think if I'm afraid to ask for this, I know they're going to fuck it up. If they did a sequel, there would be a chance for them to maybe get it right, but they got to hire a different writing team Mm -hmm. because at least they had a black family. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to spoil it, but if you're listening to this, don't watch spell, no shade. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment. Every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So I'm doing you a favor. (laughs) Um, the black family like does get a chance to survive and there is this idea that like there's magic maybe in their family so they had things there but then they didn't use any of them so it would be interesting to see what they could do um, if they got the right team involved with the project but I'm afraid of putting it into the ether because they're going to give me the sequel and then I'm just going to be here again in two years complaining and be, mm-hmm. and they probably more sequel. disappointed somehow 
this really is like the I guess it's kind of like a, our forced silver lining. And ever since we came up with this podcast topic, I think about the movies that I love that have problematic brown characters. Yeah. And the only thing that saves me is me saying, well, at least she's not a maid. <laughs> and I guess that's enough. It shouldn't be. But it I guess it be. is. I also, I didn't put this on our list, but I kind of felt this way about, y'all remember Black Box? Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Your face went a lot just now. I, that movie, first off, Blumhouse. Secondly, Felicia yeah. Rashad. Felicia um, Rashad, that's her name. I was speaking yeah, on her name. Because I, I always want to love her and somebody puts up the receipts. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot. And then I just have to let She's her go royalty. Again. She's fucking royalty. She keeps trying to, she keeps trying to make it okay what Cosby did. Oh, okay. Never mind. Just exactly. I never said that. <laughs> I, I kept forgetting because I was like, she didn't say that. She didn't say that. People like, You're the receipt. like oh, fuck, she, she didn't say did. that. She, she might and as well she, have been a maid. Right? And then she wanted to go teach at an all-black school. I'm like, we don't need you making a rape apologist cool. Um, no. Especially because, like, the Cosby's was, like, 40-something years ago. Those those residuals, those royalties, they've made what they need to do for you, let it go. You can say, hey, he was fucked up. It's reported he was fucked up in so many ways and places. Like, my fucking book, written by Rachel True for my tarot deck, got, like, essays in there from her time in the concert. like, I would see these young women come back sad, and I didn't know what was happening, and it wasn't oh. my place. So, like, oh, it's wow. everywhere. And Felicia's like, no, he's an institution. Those women are lying. I'm like, it's a lot of women that tell the same lie, don't you think, Felicia? Oh, you know what? Okay, so now I don't feel some type of way about this movie anymore. Yeah, I just, no. I completely changed my mind. I... <laughs> It was one of the few times me and Blumhouse were going to get along. Because, I mean, it's sci-fi, it's Black people, yeah. and none of them are maids. All of them have, yeah. like, jobs reserved for white people in these this genre. And, like, her things made sense. And I was like, okay, she's a mom. I'm, I'm here for that, I guess. I'm not a mom. But I, I get it. It's not a maid. And we recorded an episode on Fear Street. And then when my friend's like, oh, Felicia, I believe Bill Cosby was shot. I'm like, oh, fuck you. How Felicia, dare you remind me what she had done? <laughs> my brain was trying to protect Damn. me. Look. So well, know. at least I don't have to use my excuse on this one anymore. No, I didn't like, know that. Multiple times. Because it comes up a lot. Because, again, she wants to go teach her to school. I think she got the job. They're like, yeah, we need Felicia Rashad. And I was like, if Felicia Rashad was coming into my school, I would be like, maybe the HBCU that I'm applying to is not the one for me anymore. I'm going to yeah. go find a different one. It's just, you would think it's, it would be common sense by now. Believe victims. Like, they're telling their stories and it's not like it's one person or two people or even 10 at this point people yeah. will bend over backwards to try to protect stuff because nostalgia for things that they grew up with and that's that's gross that's why it's went this far discuss mm-hmm. we've had to say goodbye to so many of our heroes and yet her who was there on set when she was going down so you know she knows you she's know seen she something knows. yeah she probably helped enable it she was probably one of those people I, like in the r kelly mm-hmm. clip just like oh yeah Word. go see him in his trailer real quick it girl. sounds like maybe she doesn't want to be held accountable yeah and Damn. now it's out there on the internet so i'm looking at her mm-hmm. and it's like that diddy gift because i'm just like i know you know you fucked up bitch and she's like i mm-hmm. only sing in this one song and that's why i don't fuck with her no more and i hope that her sister debbie allen drags her every time they together I hope I she's keep, like. I keep forgetting that's her sister. <laughs> her sister wants to forget right now. I, I, <laughs> I, I hope she's Debbie like Ellis. Felicia. Fuck you. Also, Thanksgiving. We go into mom's house. But I'm you. dead. 
don't bring the grits. <laughs> right? Right with your food either, Felicia. What? Right. <laughs> you know what? Her sentence, she can only take roles playing a maid for the yes. next 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is justice. And that would be the silver lining. At least she is a maid. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the right. You do the you do the crime. You do the time, Felicia. Back to you do the crime. And you Back do the time. Get get the scrubbing and crying like good madam. Wouldn't that be cool if we did have like a tribunal and we all met to, every year to be like, okay, older black people, let's look at your, let's look at what you've done. Oh, Dave Chappelle. Mm. Back to the chauffeurs and butlers for you, <laughs> Felicia. You gonna be made number two. <laughs> no, name number not even, two. Not even a name. I right? can't. Kevin Hart, you get nothing. <laughs> nothing, Kevin. Nothing. Judgment day. Right? Judgment day, indeed. We're going to put you on a golf course and help people just forget you even the movie. That's what we're going to do for you. What? Sheree, you're Kiki Kian, but you need to pitch this idea to Black Lady Scott Show because they would, they, that would be a hilarious True. skit to watch. It would make perfect sense. Yeah. Because we all know the names. If we don't talk about them in public or not, we know because we see them oh, out yeah. here embarrassing people. Um, Terry Crews not that old, but you could you could slide him over there too. Ooh, I yeah. wanted to shake him. I was like, Terry, you made it this far, and now you like all the problematic thoughts I've ever had. I'm like, stop. <laughs> stop. How are you, Terry Crews, the problematic person in Brooklyn Nine-Nine? You looked around and was like, I got to stand out. Let me be a problem. <laughs> Why are we talking about these people? Um, did y'all see Stacey Dash crying because she didn't know that DMX was dead this week? Um, he's been dead for a hot minute. A it's- year. <laughs> a year. A year. I didn't know and it had been. Cried. How you need yeah. to save those tears. You those tears are not, you know, you, mm, a year ago, sure, but now. Right? Right. Child. I'm like, you've been on Fox News so long, you forgot to look up other black people. That's what you've been doing. <laughs> like, just sitting there being like, ooh, how can I be a problem in my own world? And now I'm you like, she cried about it. Yeah. I saw the clip. I didn't I didn't turn on the sound because <laughs> I don't talk to her no more. Clueless is over. <laughs> Clueless Babe. is over. That was, that was your last straw with her. Right? Because when Clueless came out, I was a child. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm here in this world. I see myself. And then she was like, I'm going to do the Clueless show. I'm going to be a problem. I'm like, oh, no, I don't see myself. Remove me from this. <laughs> I do not see it. <laughs> Expeditiously. <laughs> I need to receive myself from this narrative. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, no. No, no, no. You know Black Twitter got her ass together with that crying, though. They didn't put her in everything. Listen. <laughs> I'm just like. Yo, oh, my God. I just Googled it. Mm-hmm. Why did she look like a white lady? Because she's ascending. What? <laughs> She's what oh just my God. She will be a Fox News anchor by 2025. <laughs> will she keep the same name or is she going to change her name? It's going to be spelled differently. <laughs> I can't. Like, wow. we're just going to look over and she's going to be sitting there at the desk with a bowl of potato salad with raisins. <laughs> That's when you know the transformation is complete. Right? <laughs> <laughs> She'll be in the new Game of Thrones, and she'll be like, I too. <laughs> this is too much. She's going to have one of those wigs on with the Karen cut. <laughs> She's going to be like, I will summon a dragon if you say anything else about Christmas. 
she's going to request the manager. <laughs> right, right, it there. Be like, um, ma'am, this is Westeros. I'm the manager of Westeros. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you know, at least Stacey Dash isn't a maid. You know, it could be worse, right? She, she should be a maid. <laughs> How did y'all? I can't. This is this just scared me. No, the tribunal has spoken. Maids. <laughs> There's a lot of you. <laughs> oh my god! Big Ooh, maid okay. energy. Look. So the next one was an edition of mine on the... Wait, hold up. Are we... No, I accidentally almost skipped one. Are we going to talk about scary movies? Yeah. Okay. So mm. <laughs> our definition of, I guess, not a maid would be Black women over 25 in horror mm. that are not maids. But the same... I, I put scary movie on this list Um for the same reason as actually no never mind we didn't get there but i i put this movie on this list because brenda from scary movie um and i will admit like it was a time it was what was it maybe like 2002 that's probably three, that sounds right five, somewhere area. like 2000s um but she is scary Thousand. movie 2000 oh, wow. mm-hmm. Oh my god. Feels I right. blinked. I literally blinked. That's crazy. Um her okay, so she made scary movie, right? And mm-hmm. it is so iconic that a lot of those lines make it to 2022. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those lines are mm, trying to figure out a way to say this without getting canceled. Are um they they use the ghetto trope, right? They use the the loud black girl who uses very heavy African American vernacular English, which as we've seen in the future, uh, gay white men love, and since gay white men love, that means that white straight women love, um, and then you have a not really cute picture because then you have straight white women and white gay men using a whole lot of African-American vernacular English in a joke that doesn't really translate when you don't naturally use African-American vernacular English. So she's not even close to a maid in this movie, but um, it's it's a stereotype nonetheless. But I will admit it's it, it was a time, so we can let that go because it was a time. But the fact that that movie hits so hard and it literally still is in pop culture today it doesn't translate very well. So it, it was a a long running joke for what, like four movies? I know mm-hmm. the Waynes brothers were only the first two, but she mm-hmm. was Miss Scary Movie like until like four, I think. I think so. And even maybe yeah. the Haunted House one, I'm not so sure, but yeah. she was it. Like she had most of the punchlines um, and all of her punchlines were punchlines because she was the angry, or not angry, but the loud, you know, mm-hmm. a little, slightly ghetto black girl so you leave one trope and you enter another listen i the amount of like white cis gay men i've had to collect and just my time in this planet who are like i'm gonna use the aave because i want to remind people this joke i'm like no that's not your joke also don't um and they're just like but i'm like no buts no buts no No buts. buts it's not for you 
Um, and it's a problem because they're just like, it's it's almost like they're like those same people who are like, well, he says it in the song. If I say it when I rap the songs, like, no, you cannot. Yeah. You'll fight right here, right now, Walter. Walter. <laughs> you want to touch these hands? Because if you do, let's go ahead and save your full chest. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. It's the same energy as when they say, like, statements like, Beyonce is my spirit animal. Like, when they make statements like that, I, I don't know. It always just rubs me weird. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I have to think about this Brenda character because I, I, I would be a fake bitch if I said, like, I, I don't laugh at like Brenda reruns and stuff. Like, and I watch it. Like, on you YouTube have to because it, it's still so fucking funny. Okay, yeah. no, it's it's one of those things where because the first two were written by black people, and so it's almost like a high. We see this trope, y'all mm-hmm. know this trope. This is not really us. But like when it leaves the family kitchen and it goes out to the universe, the white people take it and they do something weird with it. Yeah. It's like yeah. when you watch any other black comedy and you like I because I went to school in the wrong places. And so when you're the only person in a sea of white people watching a black comedy and you're laughing at the joke and they're laughing at the joke, it's like we're laughing at it for different reasons. And I don't like this. So many people form opinions on groups of people based on what they see in the media. That mm-hmm. does happen, unfortunately. So when they see certain characters, they do I because there are people even in my life I've had to curb behavior where they don't speak a particular way unless they're around me. So then they start yep. to use the AAVE Ooh, and calling that. me boo boo and and I don't all of that stuff. Like how is you? There's nothing that would make you think that how is you boo boo is like appropriate. Like yeah. you're doing it because I'm black and because you're a non-black, I'm upset that this is what it's come to. I'm happy you pick that up because like the white people who force a code switch so they can talk to black people upsets me. And it's happened in places of work. It's happened in schools. It's happened just like even in like Twitter and whatnot. Cause there are so yeah. many people who sound one way. And the second I enter a conversation, it's different. And I sound the same. I sound the same as I sound with one drink. I sound the way I sound with 10 drinks. I sound the way I sound My with girl. 20 drinks. Um, <laughs> And so the fact that I'm sitting here talking to you this way and you're like, yes, queen, get it, boots down. And I'm just like, you, good sir, um, your name is Kevin and you you work in a financial law firm and you've only ever said yas queen on Twitter when you're talking to me. Say it again. I I don't think think they was paying attention. Let them know what's good. I literally dragged a white person <laughs> in one of my articles because they were really pissing me off because they do the AAV, which is why I stopped having them on my show because I had them on and I was like, oh, oh. Um, and another show, and I have talked about it because like literally if there's no black people around, they are your usual white person on Twitter. But mm-hmm. like if they say something they think is funny from like black TikTok, they got to like put it on Twitter and tag a bunch of black authors who never met them. Mm-hmm. Um, they gotta like find me. They gotta find like the other podcast. And like the second they walk onto our shows, it's like yes, and you know it, sis. And I'm like, I ain't just sis. And yo, so yo. I, I literally <laughs> write them in one of my like medium articles. I do the listicles of things that piss me off that people do that are racially charged. <laughs> and they shared it and was like, yes, the good queen sis did it. And I'm like, you clearly didn't read it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you was a one through five. And another thing in this, I don't mean to go this deep. I'm going to just dip in real quick and I'm going to come back out and I'm going to make a sex pun reference or some shit. Let me start. No, (laughs) No, but like in reality, the reason I hate it is the same mouths that will steal that type of language um, from black women 
are the same ones that actually don't stand up for them or don't do anything when yeah. black women are impacted in their workplaces or when black women are being treated like shit. So right. the same mouth that's like stealing from that should not, it just doesn't, the two don't mix. I agree. It, and it's a long ass history of mistreating black women and trying to steal shit from them. Yeah. Um, it, it goes way back in like what Antibellum should have been covering days. That's true. To today. Because it'll be like, oh yeah, no, she's an angry black woman. Because she said she's not making the same amount as you quietly at a table once. <laughs> But if you see her in the hallways, I get that McDo's. You know that McDo's? Like, I don't know what McDo's is. McDonald's. You know, sis. I, mean, I have never heard McDonald's. that in my life. <laughs> Working in opera, literally. Working in <laughs> opera. McDo's. I, I want to collect so many bitches who would walk by my desk and just like say random made up words. I'm like, so who's? And me and the other black person on the floor would be like, you said that to you too? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> that's an external problem though this is an external problem because if the origin of whatever is being shared is black so like scary movie or something from black tiktok or black twitter i think it's fine if you laugh yeah but i don't know how exactly somebody who doesn't understand that culture would know exactly what to laugh at um which is weird so I get why you would not want to be sitting next to this person um, when screening this thing. Um, but also, I feel like it's the responsibility for that person to just understand the line. Because yeah. there is there a lot of people have trouble seeing this line, but there is a line between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation. And you can appreciate Black culture all day, every day. In yeah. fact, we encourage it. But there is a very, very fine line between that and appropriation. And once the media leaves the black folks table and it's up for you to consume, I think you have to deter you have to be able to determine that line yourself. And then yeah. if you can't determine that line yourself, then it becomes a problem. And I'm pretty sure I'm not 100 percent, but I'm pretty sure this is why I know Dave Chappelle is a thing, but I'm pretty sure that's why. He stopped doing the Chappelle show for a while was because of what the airplane skit where um, uh, TLDR is it's a skit on the Chappelle show um, from way back when the first iteration of the Chappelle show. And um, he's on like a red eye, I guess. And the uh, uh, flight attendant comes and is like, would you what would you like for your lunch? Like, do you want chicken? And so uh, he's got like a little devil on his shoulder, like don't pick the chicken. Like, you know, like that's, that's what a nigga would do. Don't pick chicken. And he's like stressed about picking chicken, which should, it's funny for us for a reason, mm -hmm. but then it's funny for white folks for a different reason. And it was, I'm pretty sure it was his understanding that white folks were laughing at this joke for the wrong reason, which makes it racist, mm -hmm. which is why he's like, I can't do this shit no more. And I, I have to quit doing this because once it leaves my table, once it leaves my writer's room and hits the, the screens, it's not really my responsibility anymore because you have one way of thinking about it. Same with scary movie. It's funny for us for reasons because we're kind of making fun of the public appearance of ourselves. But then when it comes out of other people's lips, then it's a problem. Um, and I do try to give people a benefit of the doubt if they don't understand. But once you get, once you're told once, then you should be able to dis distinguish the fine line yourself. But also it's, you know, not our responsibility to teach you. 
I used to get the benefit of the doubt, but then I remembered that like me as a black person, I don't do the same to other cultures. Like I don't watch something that's like a Latinx comedy or an Asian comedy. And then I'm just like, ha 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 ha. And I'm out here repeating it. I'm just like, no, I got to see it. I got to experience it. I should probably do a little bit of research to see why that joke is funny. And if I'm getting it funny for the right reasons, but I'm not out here trying to like code switch to like talk to my friends who are not in my experience. That's a white people problem. <laughs> There's so many white people problems. That is one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one kid on TikTok like gave me so much life because y'all, he was a baby. Like, I mean, like baby, like nine or 10. And he was talking about this issue we're talking about because I don't know if y'all saw this thing that went viral, but um, this white woman did a stitch to um, a black woman basically telling people stop wearing our braids and stuff. And she was like, well, if that's the case, you know, y'all shouldn't be wearing, you know, eyelashes because that's a European thing and blah, blah, blah. First of all, it's not, it comes from Egypt, but, but I digress. But she's going on a whole thing. When I tell you this kid showed that, wow, there's just some adults out here that, that prove that like age is literally nothing but a number. Like there are some people who are just freaking fools. He broke it down. He said, the only thing I hate is that when people in my family uh, wear braids or we don't cut our hair, people in our own community will tell them, like, you need to get that together so you can get a job and stuff like this. And they try to treat you like you're ghetto and this because you wear braids and you have longer nails. But then when it's like popular, and he's, he's a kid. Keep mm -hmm. this in mind. He's mm -hmm. like, when it's popular and white people are doing it, then it's like, oh, it's edgy and it's new and it's fierce. And people in the comments were like, yo, <laughs> not me sending this to adults. Like no, what? Why can't we get it together? It's we've seen it on red carpets our whole lives. Because when Justin Timberlake did cornrows, that's cute. Um, yeah. When Zendaya wears locks, Juliana, wherever the fuck her face is, it's like I can smell the patchouli. First off, oh my god, rancid, right? Bitch. Right? 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 Because e news, and I'm like, first off, who invited this bitch to talk about anything? And that's something that people don't get. I've had to unfriend people I went to school with because they put out those like baiting posts of, I'm thinking about getting locked, but I know that it's a hot topic. So like, what should I be aware of? That's and, really cute. <laughs> so right? you're aware of the controversy, but right? you're going to do it anyway. Okay. No. There is the fucking line. If you have There's to the ask. line. Now <laughs> you, are, you are seeing the line between appreciation and appropriation. You see it and you are crossing it anyway. Listen, we are in the year 2022 of our Lord Beyonce and the Crown Act is just now starting to get passed. <laughs> just now. Meanwhile, basic Becky is like, I'm going to do cornrows for prom. Meanwhile, black girls are being sent home. Uh, <laughs> black kids who want to grow their hair can't have fros, can't have mm -hmm. cornrows, can't have braids, told they're dirty, told they're not learning and treated badly. Um, can't get jobs. But like Fred and them are fine. It's not right. It's, not, it's right. Fucking not right. And that's my thing. If you if you want to instill a black hairstyle, you need to understand that you are stealing it because your privilege lets you steal it. You will still get a job. You will still be able to go to school. Meanwhile, the people who are doing it for protective styles and the people who it's actually made for are being fucked over. And you're just like, I don't understand why they're so upset. Oh, I look cute. You don't look cute. Your hair's raggedy. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> And it, it's so funny because, because like one person comes up in mind, but we're going to say that for another episode because we could we could talk about this like the same way we talk about like wigs. We can talk about the people who really appropriate our culture and then like literally 
don't have that same love and respect for us as people. It's dehumanizing. And that's the piece I think they're missing. It's like you're you're harvesting without actually caring about the human underneath. And I think that's why I like Get Out, I think is really cool. Like that's one of the reads that I got out of it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this. Mm, mm. It's why I love the phrase culture vulture because you're swooping in to like a museum or something and I'm not a museum, I'm a person. So you can't be like the amount of people in Texas would tell me have a big black woman inside of them. And I'm like, uh, I'm gonna hit her and I'm gonna hit you if you keep talking to me, fool. Like I, <laughs> like I don't, why you think that's Not a two <laughs> Right? I'm gonna hit both of y'all right here, right now. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> And it's just like, cause you're, you are riding by and you're like, Ooh, I, that's cute. I'm gonna like borrow that. Like it's the colonizer spirit. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna discover this. And it's like, but these are mine. This is on my person. It's like, but it's on mine now. Ha-ha. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, if you're not, if you're not going to be out here in like these protests and out here like fighting for these things to get changed, you don't get to pick and choose the parts of my culture you want. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think that's what's really cool about this list because mm-hmm. it is like drawing attention to how representation does impact people. Like the way that we're represented, unfortunately, I mean, it, it matters quite a bit. Yeah. And it's one of those things that will change once more people are allowed to get behind the cameras and make it. But I think sometimes even then there's kind of like opportunity for growth. You know, like there are movies that kind of fall into that, that bubble. And I think, because Antebellum, was that made by uh, Black filmmakers? Uh, that's the part I didn't, I don't remember for some reason. I feel like it couldn't have been, but I didn't research. I saw what it was and was like, I'm not going to do anything else with this. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired. tired. <laughs> Slave is tearing this family apart. I miss that show, but then the show of Insecure, I do. Like, oh, I forgot about no, those shows in the side of the show. I forgot. No, the line was, I'm tired of slavery. That's what it was. What? <laughs> I'm actually going to go back and pull those uh, clips up because what, so I remember that one. What was the other one? Wasn't there one that was like um, kind of like a parody of like a Tyler Perry show or something like that? Oh, I think there was. I think that was like the first season. And then like, was it season four that was the missing Brenda shit? <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh my God. The shows within his show. The shows within his show. I would watch those. If they wouldn't ever piece those together for the YouTubes, I will go watch those immediately. I'm going to say this. Y'all gave us freaking, um, I don't remember what they called it, but like a Sex in the City spinoff. Do that with Insecure. Like, give us like an update on where these characters are. Yes. Like, I don't know what appropriate time frame is, but I, I would pay to see that, to be honest. I would care more. Because like, I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I watched the first two, three episodes of And Then It Was or whatever the fuck it's called. Because as a kid, Sex in the City was like, Sex in the City? Let me yeah. see if you can watch that. And like only one person was having sex. And then they got rid of her because they pissed her off for this new reboot. And I was like, well, who's going to have sex? And like, nobody. I'm like, oh. So it's just yeah. old women being problematic. I don't need to see this on TV. This is the real world. And so right. I ejected as Jess says. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it, it's, we need that for this and girlfriends. Like, please do that for girlfriends. Please do it Tracy for. Tracy Ellis Ross is free now. They did it for Noah's Ark, though. It was a very. It, it was very short. It was two years ago. No, that's not, that doesn't sound right. The quarantine messed up my brain. Um, it maybe a year ago, but it was a YouTube thing, and they brought the original cast back, and they all like updated with the kids, and and Alex literally, um, their child OJ Madupe came out as non-binary, but 
Alex is just the parent that's like, I can't get these pronouns. I don't get it. They, they're like, it, it, it's just, oh my God, it's so funny because they're getting them together like Alex. You can't be like this. Like, like come on, <laughs> please. But it's Alex. So I just, yeah. Please do this for all our shows. We do, we need it. We need it. Because we had so many black shows that didn't get the shine they should have gotten. I was hoping Freshman's at Bel Air would get one, but the actor who played Uncle Phil died. And then they did this other yeah. dramatic reboot. And so I don't think we're going to get it. Plus, people are like, Will Smith didn't do what we want him to do. So we got to be mad at him for a couple more years. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Who yeah, didn't want to hit Chris Rock? What? <laughs> Listen. Yeah, I'm happy we're on the same page. Because I, I know some of the girls, that, yeah, that's a whole thing. But don't get me started on that because people are going to be very upset with what I feel about that. So. Right. I just, hmm. either we protecting black women or we not protecting black women. And we're talking in the comments about what they say to people. And we ain't talking about people, what they say to people. Pick or choose yeah. a side and get in your lane so I can like <laughs> stay in my lane. <laughs> that part. <laughs> All right. So I added the next movie on the list. I almost prematurely jumped into it with the scary movie, but um, Master, because yeah, there's no there's no maid in the main storyline. Um, yeah, who wants to start this? Because I got a lot to say. I feel like she's kind of <laughs> supposed to clean up a messes, though, but on a different scale. Yeah, yeah kind of like an Olivia Pope of academia, right? Right. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling the <laughs> phrase. Uh, yeah. I, mm, mm, actually, yes. Yeah, I, I don't want it to be that way, but it is that way. She's an Olivia Pope. She is. I mean, I love her, but like, yeah. yeah. Regina is again. We this is a Regina Stan account. Um, oh, yes, but like sometimes the movies could do better by her. Yes, I agree. Like, and she isn't she about to be in something else? She's in the Honk for Jesus or whatever that just came out on Peacock okay, okay. in theaters. It's her and Sterling K. Brown, who is another underutilized person um, who I'm obsessed with. He's funny as fuck. He's amazing. And he was on This Is Us for the whole run, playing the adopted Black child who grew up <laughs> to be <laughs> And I was like, give him more to do other than like being like, y'all adopted a Black kid. But they were like, no, this is NBC. And I was like, fuck you, NBC. <laughs> but him and the, him and the woman who played his wife, is it Susan? Susan, mm, I'm going to butcher her... I think it's Susan Kalachi Wallace or something like that. I am mispronouncing Yeah, you're right. Uh, Susan Kalichi Watson. You had it. She's a badass and he's a badass. And this last season, which I watched because like, I was like, I might as well finish it. It's a pandemic. Um, They understood the assignment through the end. Because like, even when it was shaky, they were like, we understand how old our characters are supposed to be. We know how to like embody age. We know where they're at in their journey. And everybody else was like, I'm hitting miss. They put a gray wig on me today. I'm still running though. And they were like, no, we're actors. Do, is this what we do? You not know how to do this, and so it was a masterclass for them, their little family, um, who didn't ever get more than being the black branch of the family tree. Yeah, and I, I by the way, I didn't realize he was in that show because I still haven't seen This Is Us, but um, I it's been on my list forever. People told me it's gonna make me cry though. I mean, I oh, cried yeah. at recess, so. Listen, you know. I'm not gonna lie to you, Ryan. I think the first two seasons were pretty solid. I don't like dramas. But the first mm. season is pretty solid, even though you're already starting to figure out what the problems are going to be in the show. Because, again, um, it's NBC. And so they're just like, well, we branded you this, we branded you that, we branded you that. And it's like, but you can ask for character development, right? And they're like, no. <laughs> um, oh, but the first no. two seasons, even with that NBC energy, I, I would say do the first two seasons. After that, whenever you feel like you should leave, you should probably leave, yeah. Damn, it says it's at six seasons now? That's insane. That's a lot. 
this last season was not it. And they were like, no Emmy recognition? Like, for what? <laughs> Starwin and Susan? Yeah, they should be mad. Those two should be mad. <laughs> <laughs> not just those two. They carrying the whole damn show. <laughs> They got to the finish line and people are like, it was an ensemble. I'm like, was it? Was it? Just the people showing pride on time don't mean it's an ensemble effort. That's sad. That's sad. <laughs> These are not interchangeable. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get that money, girl. Listen. Um, I wanna know, I wanna know more about this master though. If y'all got more thoughts about it, because I'm just like, I mean, mm-hmm. my thoughts on it were it was just giving. I was excited, obviously, because okay, we're we're finally going to get her in something other than a comedic type role. I want to see this. Mm-hmm. Mario Mediallo is yes, yes, yes. Okay, all right, all right. And then I'm watching it, and it just kind of felt like like I mean, the spirit of this episode, you know? Okay, she's not a maid, I guess. But what she is relegated to feels very similar to the type of roles that. Do y'all remember Whoopi Goldberg's role in um, Girl Interrupted? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's giving that. It, 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 and that's a very, I don't know what trope to call that, but it's very, this is an actress who can handle more if you gave her more, you know? Mm-hmm. And we could actually have some serious, like, dope-ass things, but she's just formed around the problems. That is her identity. I forgot the name of that trope, but it is there's a specific term for the black woman who shows up. And it's not just like the UOK sis or the magical Negro, but it's almost a hybrid of the black woman yeah. who's like gonna put up with all your shit. You can like yell at her, you can punch her, you can like throw her on the floor. She's gonna be like, but I'm here for you. Um, because mm-hmm. I have to serve you as the white lead. Um, and it's why Alfie Woodard went out a window. Basically a maid at that point. Right? It's why Alfie Woodard went out a window in Annabelle. Because Yeah, the oh, oh, oh god. <laughs> The way we were all, the, the, if people, oh, they can't see if we clip this part. Like, literally, everybody was like, oh, we oh, all know. <laughs> I'm still I'm just like, I waited my whole life for this. Right? right? It's like, don't worry. I know I met you yesterday, but your family means more to me than my life and soul. Oh so I'm going to do this for you. I ain't jackknifing off a shit for no white family, baby. Okay, it ain't happening. I have at least 20 nieces and nephews, and I have to pick and choose which ones I wouldn't think about doing it for. (laughs) I'm going to be like, you know what? You know what? We ain't as cool as we used to be. I think you need to figure this out for yourself. I'm going to leave. But but no, you don't love me if you expect me to do this for you. So this is a different conversation. Listen, listen, am I your favorite auntie or am I not? Because you can't have it both ways. Look, <laughs> mm-hmm. handle your own demons. We all have to handle our own demons. Um, some of them can be handled with therapy and bourbon. Apparently, yours is manifesting therapy something else. Therapy and bourbon. Because <laughs> I didn't bring that damn demon up in here. You're the you the one that went to that haunted ass antique place right? and brought that haunted ass doll up in here. That was you. I don't That's collect no like shit like this. Personal you know what I collect? <laughs> right, right. You know if it's a baby demon, I ain't gonna do with it. It ain't my fault. I didn't bring it up in this bitch. <laughs> a baby demon? No. 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 I said tequila demon. I'd be like, that could be me, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what would a tequila demon even be given? I can't. Chaos. I feel like I met her, though. She definitely <laughs> ran up on me a couple times. Chaos and sexual energy. 
Listen, that's why I can't drink. Everybody's morning in the house. What's going on? Oh, you're all possessed. That was my twenties. That rotation was sponsored by tequila. What? <laughs> Like NASCAR. What? <laughs> I should have fucking jacket made. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> oh my god. This point I wanted to make about this whole theme, but not before this last movie that I, I put on the list. I put on I put Deep Blue Sea on the list, um, not because of our official criteria of at least she's not a maid, but the same thing having to do with like that feeling. We like this, you know. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We already talked about it, but not not Sam Jackson's role because Sam Jackson was placed in that mu- in that movie purely for the gag, which was great and is still great to this day. But LL's character, who I'm pretty sure they just call him Preacher. Yep. In that movie, I don't know if he yep. actually had a name. If he did, they didn't use it. They just used Preacher. Um which is very uh miss ma'am of them you know miss lady preacher he's the god that be preaching and this role of his okay for some reason i know you guys have seen this floating around the internet but there is like a meme that and i know because all of my non-horror um internet friends will always tag me in this like every october or february when it starts to make his rounds again but you know it's a picture is a uh, a screen cap of him in this movie and it's like on this day ll cool j was the first black man to survive a horror movie which is incredibly wrong and yeah. just like wow. y'all will be fact checking um and i say all this to say that he did make it to the end of the movie which is like woohoo, great um but like why he made it to the end of the movie, like literally through the power of prayer, which seemed very racially motivated to me, <laughs> especially because if he had a, had a name, actually, I didn't know it. He was just preacher. Like that was his identity And it kind of, I might be reaching a little bit, but this is like what I felt when I watched the movie. Cause I did watch this movie the, for the first time as an adult. Mm. Um, and this is just like the vibe that I got from it. But it was giving very like stereotypical uh, Baptist church, yep. church lady in the back who everything has to be full circled to Jesus himself, you know, and, you know, that being kind of like, like the church lady identity, you know, yes. and I think we all know <laughs> some ladies like that, <laughs> my grandmother, yes. um, but you know that being the only quality that he had like literally that was his only quality and he just it was not even like he made it to the end of the movie for a specific skill that he had that was alluded in the beginning of the movie or through critical thinking um maybe it's due for a rewatch but i'm pretty sure he made it out of that bitch through the power of prayer which seems kind of at least he's not a maid but he was the cook Hmm. on Mm -hmm. the on the Mm -hmm. boat he was he was the cook. So like he, he wasn't in a maid uniform, but it was a uniform. And then he had that stereotypical thing attached to him, which mm-hmm. give which gave me maid vibes, which leads me to say, well, I mean, technically he wasn't a maid, right. but in, in the, the bottom of my heart, I knew that he was. 
I'm going to go and confess. I've seen this movie all the way through once and it was as a child. I tried to start it multiple times as an adult and couldn't do it. And it's because of everything you just said. Because as a child with a limited vocabulary of understanding race, I was like, I feel like this is some kind of racism, but I, I don't know what flavor. Yeah. And so <laughs> whenever I start playing this movie, I, I hear that and I can't do it. But I will watch Deepest Blue is My Head's Like a Sharks fan because that is art. LL popped off. Um, no, but the movie is so good. I mean, I, I I love this movie, and I think it has pretty fun rewatch value. Um, I, it's not enough to ruin the movie for me, but I'm not going to sit here and ignore my feelings towards <laughs> right, this character right. because I know that I'm correct. Yeah. And if, just, if you, Sheree, were correct as like a little young grunt when it first came out because you just got a feeling, mm -hmm. I'm right. No, like my racist senses were tingling, but I didn't yeah. understand how to like categorize it yet. Um, yeah. I, I I think I'm just still bitter because I'm just like, so LL Cool J is really the religious cook who's going to make it through. Um, and not right. as white people who got personalities and actual stuff happening. Are... I think maybe <laughs> I just shut the fuck up about it because yay, he made it to the end, you know, right. when, you know, and also that was the, the, the era when we actually thought that that was the case that why do all the black people have to die first you know that was the era in which that was the joke this was also the window of h2o where he was the cop who also had to save jamie lee and josh harnett and all of them Ooh. um so he served twice in two white ass movies and again we love <laughs> he michael myers twice. why is speaking like he's a veteran <laughs> <laughs> No, he, he, he would be a two-bird general if so, because right. no, she's right. <laughs> she she's right. in white nonsense. <laughs> the funny, th the funny thing about you, I mean, you're right. I mean, I think, but us seeing like L O Cool J in these movies, like when we were kids and stuff, yeah. like for me, there were very few moments where I would watch something horror and go to school, and then like everybody else was like buzzing about that thing. Like that was kind of rare for me. Because a lot of the stuff that I was watching at home, like the girls didn't go up for. But Deep Blue Sea was one of those moments where everybody was talking about it. It was like a really fun time. But I'm long overdue for a rewatch. I really, really am. But it's like you said, Zero, there is something about like making him this Baptist man that is like the cook on the boat. And it's like, okay, that's enough. We don't you need to give him any in more a flavor uniform. to this. Listen. <laughs> I get real pissed off when there's one or two black people in a movie and either one or the both of them have to be religious. Like we asking these white people what they believe in and nobody been like, so what religion is you? But like yeah. them, it's like, you what know, you spiritual because you black. Like <laughs> of course he's a Baptist. I mean, like look at his skin. Right? Clearly. <laughs> he was at Victor Temple last Sunday before we left the dock. <laughs> he had to be. Oh, where's the no hero? He's, he's back there with, you know, the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Oh, uh, if he was catching a spirit on that boat, you know, all three of us would feel differently about this film all of a sudden out of nowhere. Oh yeah, no, that would have been that was the limit. I <laughs> it was, it was just me. enough for me to shut the fuck up, but that would have been the limit. <laughs> I would still be in the middle of my Twitter manifesto about it. We wouldn't be recording today. Right? I'd be like, mm -mm. fuck him and fuck that spirit. And also, I'm looking up the director's name and the editor's name. <laughs> Everybody gets needs me. to pay. Listen, listen. Um, but no, he gave us that amazing artistic video that everybody should watch. If y'all have not seen his music video for Deepest, <laughs> Deepest. <laughs> y'all gotta 
ready to watch it. I can't. It's so unhinged. Like there, are, there are underwater choreographed dancers. There, are, when he says his head is like a shark's fin, he means it. Like <laughs> this is a Broadway number. Ella Cool J is orchestrated. Like it's literally, when the stream section showed up, I was like, "We are doing something different, Elio. We are doing something." Different. <laughs> it's a moment. All right, like that's the movie we should have had. Fuck the real movie. What? <laughs> Look, <laughs> I wonder if he is going to come back to horror. By the way, I think about that. From I time would to time. love for him to come back to horror. It is safer. Um, <laughs> it's safer. Oh. Yes. Um, he might have to serve this time. Yeah, might. I mean, I think all of the. Well, actually, no, that's not. No, okay, that's not true. That's not true at all. These not all of these movies were serving a tour in white nonsense. Yeah. But I think more often than not in newer horror, um, that gives us this feeling that at least she's not a maid, our tour is in white nonsense. Yeah. Um, and it's great because you know, since the emergence of jet horror and having more representation behind the camera when it comes to filmmaking we are avoiding the blatant tropes which is great yeah um but now like we're having this feeling of well at least she's not a maid which i mean i guess in its own way can be well maybe not a trope but maybe a what's the word i'm looking for um like a recurring yeah theme theme or like phenomenon like the yeah. feeling that you get where like i don't like this but this isn't something that's i can put a name to that is wrong for a reason but it's like that spidey sense like yeah everything is there and then the only thing that you have to back it up with well at least she's not a maid but we're getting a lot more of that as opposed to just the blatant like oh this is the category that she falls into yeah. that's the best friend that's the spiritual negro that's the comedic relief. Now we just have, well, it could be worse. No. Which is like, I, I guess it's an okay compromise for the time being. It's a step in the right direction, but yeah. it's not by any means like it's, you know, racism on screen is not gone. Because if it, it gives you that feeling, something's up. It's very much the film industry asking for cookies and they don't deserve the cookies. And I'm I'm paraphrasing because like I was listening to Attack of the Queer Wolf and Nay Bevers, who we should all be standing. Yes, um, was yes. talking about because um, her co-hosts were talking about how Ellen Pompeo was sticking up for black women by doing the least, which I mean, you can do as a white woman by doing the least, you're doing something more than most people, sadly. And they was like, yeah, I feel a way about giving people cookies for doing the least. And I'm like, that she just read my whole yeah. soul because I was thinking that and then I heard it and I said, like, I say it out loud. Oh, no, that was Nay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and so that's what it feels like the film industry is doing now. And they're just like, they're not maids anymore. And um, we're not killing them anymore. So aren't you happy? And it's like, no. It's if this was the 1940s, complex. it'd be great. But it's not the 1940s. I need right. to do better. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. It's a rounder way addressing of a big issue, too. Cause like I think a lot of like the tropes, no matter how it looks, it's just stemming from the same problems that like we're not adding humanization to people of color in art. And maybe that's flowing over from, you know, the way racism has, you know, objectified so much of us. But that's what it's coming from. Get to the core of the issue, you know, invite people in of color, involve them in these projects and actually listen to them. Like, don't don't shame them when they speak up. Don't 
don't try to act like they're being militant. I've heard this word thrown around, like when they're just saying something critical about the piece so that it can have better representation. And there are instances out there that actually do just fine. I mean, it's not like we're just like bitter Bettys. Like there are projects out there that have great representation. So we can say, listen, go watch these five films and then come back and then we'll we'll talk to you real quick because then we'll be close to the conversation we need to have to get these tropes out the way exactly because like it it is a problem especially when it it clearly comes to people who don't fucking care (laughs) um literally just trying to do the least because it's like oh i could get in that note fine um but they're not like let me actually like hear that note and receive it and think about where it's coming from for me and my own self yeah they're just like i'm gonna just i'm gonna just make this bitch (laughs) a professor who's not a maid but you'll clean this shit up it'll be fine Stop like, it. No, 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 no. That's not how we're going to do this Blumhouse. Um. <laughs> now she's a spiritual maid. That's, right? that's, that's, that's a spiritual way. maid. <laughs> right? That way she ain't a magical Negro. She's a spiritual Negro. And it's like, oh, no. Oh, my God. God. Stop so it. classy. <laughs> right? We're evolving. <laughs> the tears I was shed, like the real, actual, physical, salty-ass tears. I just, I would just go ahead and, like, force close the app and just stop paying Netflix. I'd be like, no. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Did y'all have anything else to say before we close this baby down? I feel like we, we hit it on the nail. We I think we, so. We said all the things. I yeah. would just like to know if our listeners have any other examples of that feeling Ooh. that you get when you're upset with something, but you don't have a name. So you just say, well, at least she's not a maid. If you can let us know, that would be yeah. great. Just because I'm curious. I'm sure it's all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it goes over our heads because there's not that one blatant thing to say, oh, that's fucked up. You know, it's just an aura. Yeah. Let us know. It's probably all over the place. Ugh. It's everywhere. It's in the air. Uh, <laughs> it's oppressing it's in the air. The air is oppressing me right now. And so is that feeling. <laughs> that's frightening. And you know people be out here raw dog in the air without wearing, uh, wearing masks. So that means mm-hmm. it's going to spread mad quick. I mean, someone said it on Twitter, and I believe this. If the COVID period taught me anything, it shows that a lot of motherfuckers would 100% hide their zombie bites. Yep. Oh, 100%. Yep. That's why I trust nobody. If in the zombie apocalypse, I'm on my own. <laughs> you ain't going to lie to me and then bite me. No, no, no. No. <laughs> Talking about some it's just a fever. How? Like, right. Oh, no. <laughs> I got allergies. Allergies. Right. It's like, why your allergies got you growling? Shoot him. Shoot him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's sad to say, I'm definitely going to kill some people who probably really did just have allergies. I I don't have time for it. Okay, well, this is on the apocalypse. You can't be taking those risks. So good for you. Do that. I would encourage it. It's going to be bad. They're going to be like, what happened? He blinked aggressively. He breathed a little too hard, and then you know I had to shoot the pastor at my church. You know, oh, really suspicious. You know, it's a time. I just saw him fall. I didn't know you tripped him. You should have said something before I shot him. What? (laughs) See it all. That almost got uh, Killian Murphy fucked up in Twenty Eight Days Later when he was in the church. He's like the the father comes out. He's like he's like father. Father, are you okay? Shoot that man! He's a man, man. Mama Shoot him! Oh my god. Get us out of here. All right, y'all. This has been Blurdy Massacre. 
definitely share your opinion with us by finding us on social media at Blurdy Massacre on Twitter and Instagram and rate and, re- uh, rate and review yes this episode <laughs> um, five stars and you know suggest some stuff to us um, and we might cover it in the future and until next time take it easy planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.